Riverside. Week 17, second to final week of the NFL season, championship week for most fantasy football leagues. Thank you, Devontae Adams, for keeping me out of two championships. I greatly appreciate that. Oh, God. But, guys, that's just, I think that that's the icing on the cake to the the week 16 that we had. We went in real cocky after a strong week 15, and our best record was Team Fade at 500. Uh, Yeah. Dave went five for five overall on the year, 86 and 77. I went four of eight for a 98 and 85 record on the year. I was really hoping to hit that 100 mark this week. Mike, two for eight. I believe you won the first game and the last game of the week and went over eight between them. 83 and 73 on the year show as a whole 266 and 237 on the year five parlays hit so that's something we can be positive about but guys with week 17 that means a lot of playoff scenarios eight of our 10 games have playoff scenarios and there's a couple more we could have put in but you know we hit every national broadcast so that messed with a couple of them but Let's talk about week 16 thoughts. I'll start with Mike. Any feedback on the week 16 matchups? Oh, man. It was a tough week. My worst week by far. I took a big dump. Um, So uh, looking to bounce back here. Had a really, really great week a couple weeks ago. And and like I said, worst week of the year. So uh, nothing I can do but go up. Um, So, yeah, that's it. Dave? Uh, just happy to kind of get out of there at five and five and, um, I guess carry the squad through a rough week. Uh, but like kind of what Mike was saying, I, I was just telling Dan, I think, uh, like last show, I think I said we had some good weeks in the last, you know, four to five weeks, uh, it was kind of our first truly embarrassing week. Uh, but coming to the end of the year here need a need a nice uh good week in, in week 17 and hopefully it goes a lot better than last week so yeah i think we saw a lot of good teams not show up over the christmas holiday mm-hmm. uh, so let's just take that out of our mind and hope that it was a blip on the radar and you know we take full responsibility for our picks in the words of andy reed and we'll learn from this we'll get better and here we are looking to bounce back in week 17 and big, big week of football. Huge Sunday noon slate. But let's get into it. Thursday night football. The 6-9 and nine Jets at the 10-5 and five Browns. The Browns do have a clinching scenario here. They can clinch themselves a playoff berth tomorrow night with a win or a Pittsburgh loss or Buffalo loss or Jacksonville loss. So a lot of scenarios, they hold that ball in their court to get into the playoffs. Going to be tough to win the division. Uh, Damn near impossible, but solid wildcard team there. Kevin Stefanski, very high up there on that coach of the year mark, I think, with four starting quarterbacks this season and a a 10-5 and squad entering week 17. But the Browns, they will be favored by seven and a half. 34 and a half the total for this dogfight in Cleveland. Mike, you were a low man last week. Let's kick us off with something positive this week. Yeah, uh, I think I have a beat on this game pretty well. Um, I, obviously, both really, really great defense <clears throat> defenses. Uh, both teams playing with backups um, from a quarterback perspective. I still don't know who the hell Cleveland's quarterback is this year. I mean... They've rotated out three or four of them due to injuries, and you know, Mister uh, Mister Deshaun's obviously not going to play. So, um, I'm just going to see a defensive struggle here. I'm going to double dip on this one, guys. I'm going to take the under, but I'm also going to take the Jets. Uh, 
I was surprised that the Jets actually put up some points last week with, I think it was Simeon who played. I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. No, uh, right. But, uh, you know, went up big early, lost in the end, Jets style. Um, but I see these defenses really dominating this game. Just a super low-scoring game. I still don't think the Jets win, but I think they cover those points. So that's where I'm going to go. That's my direction. Yeah, Zach Wilson will be out again this week with a mysterious concussion. It's not mysterious. He bashed his head off the turf. Yeah. But, uh, Dave, what do you got here? I'm uh, kind of on the same page with Mike here. I'm, I'm not going to touch the Jets, but I'm going to take the under 34 and a half. Um, I know the Jets. It was funny he said something because they were up like 24 to 0 or something last week. And mm-hmm. I was like, that game's over. And I saw they lost. Mm hmm. I haven't watched that game, and I want to go back and watch it and just see what the hell happened. Uh, but we know Cleveland has one of the best defenses in the league, maybe probably the best defense on paper. Uh, the Jets have a solid defense. Um, I think the defenses show here. I think Flacco's time in Cleveland has been amazing so far, but I think he's going to face a serious defense this week, and the only saving grace is it's in Cleveland. Uh, but I, I think it's under 30 points all day. So that's what I'm going to ride, and and hopefully uh, the backup quarterbacks play like shit. Hat and T-shirt game. You'll hear that a lot. Hat and T-shirt game this week for the Browns, a team that has way outperformed expectations. And you both hit on it of the defenses being great, but to me, you've got to look at the most important position on the field and there's arguments either way, but it's hard not to sit, call the quarterback the most important position. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you look at Simeon versus Flacco, there's not a lot there. Flacco's the old dog. He's been through this grind. He's been through this. He doesn't have to do the full season that he's got injured and he's played really well. He's managed the games incredibly. He's had like three, 300 yard games. Yeah. So with me, hat and t-shirt game, give me those Browns minus seven and a half. I'm with you guys, though. I think this is going to be a very low scoring affair, even though Amazon has given us low totals the last three weeks and they've Mm -hmm. been over at half. I think that that streak does end on Thursday night. Have you seen the the weather yet? No, because it's in Cleveland. It could be. Supposed to get cold. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Guarantee you that it's cold here in central Illinois. I'm just thinking it's going to be cold, windy. But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking low-scoring dogfight here with those defenses. Let's go on to one that doesn't have any playoff implications, but it's great teams. There is no game on Monday night because we have college football semifinal on Monday night. So ABC <clears throat> has moved their game to Saturday at 7.15, and it will be the 11-4 and Lions traveling down to Dallas to play the 10-5 and Cowboys. This should be a hell of a football game, I think. Two prolific offenses. One defense that has played well and one that has its spurts in the Lions. But Dallas favored by six here. Huge total in this game. 53 and a half. Joe Buck and the Hall of Famer Troy Aikman got themselves a good one this mm-hmm. week. So, Dave, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, I have uh, a little bit to say here. Um, either way, it's going to be a really good game here. Uh, it's in Dallas, which kind of sucks for the Lions. Uh, but Lion, Lions clinched, I believe, last week, right? Mm-hmm. The division, yep. uh, huge for them. Still a lot to play for, though. Got to, you know, trying to get big time wins against big teams, and Dallas has a lot to play for. Uh, but this Dallas team at home is absolutely incredible. They are averaging thirty nine point eight points at home this year. They're seven and zero. And Dak does not see Ghost at home. So, sadly, I'm going to take the Dallas minus six, and I'm going to take the over, considering I'm thinking Dallas is going to score 30 against this defense that is okay sometimes, but it's a lot to deal with. So, Dallas at, at home is just too much for me to go with the Lions here. So, double dipping with the over and taking Dallas minus six. I'm with you. I have the exact same picks. I don't have anything to add. You pretty well took all of my notes on that one. So I'm with you at Dallas minus six and the over in this game. Mm -hmm. But again, hell of a football game. Give me a shootout here. And I think every time we say give me a shootout here, it doesn't happen. But these are two offenses, especially Dallas at home, that 
should. I mean, like they haven't said, scored under like 30 points at home. Yeah. So, and, and the Lions are going to get that. Yeah. It's the only way to win is to be a shootout. Mike? Yeah. With you boys, you guys have just said everything that was in my thoughts and in my brain. So on, on this one, I'm just going to take the over. Um, I think there's going to be fireworks. Uh, to your point, I think that Dallas does get over 30. Um, I think that the, that Detroit gets over 20 here. Um, so I'm not going to touch the line, but I will definitely take that over. Lots of fun betting on those uh, offensive stats, I think, uh, for that game. This next one, CBS at noon, will give us a hell of a football game as well. The 11-4 and four Dolphins will be at the 12-3 and three Ravens. And before we get into this, both teams have clinching scenarios here. Okay, so let's get into that. The Ravens clinch the AFC North with a win or a Cleveland loss on Thursday night. Baltimore can also clinch the number one seed, the lone buy and home field advantage throughout with a win. For the Dolphins, they can clinch the AFC East with a win or a Buffalo loss. Both teams, a lot to play for. Hat and t-shirt game on both sides of the ball on this one. How is this not our Sunday night? How was this not flexed into primetime compared to the shit that we'll have to watch it? We'll talk about later. Baltimore, though, is favored by three and a half. 47, the total here. Mike, take us away. Yeah, I think the line's already come down to minus three on this one. Um, Whew. This is a really, really tough one for me. Um, I think that Miami can compete with Baltimore's defense. Um, I know I know what Dan's going to say. Dan's going to say Baltimore's a fraud and probably pick, pick the uh, Dolphins outright, if I, I would say that would be his words. But um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Baltimore here. Um, give me the minus three and a half. I think you see a lot of turnovers uh, or a couple of turnovers from Miami here. Um, Tyreek's a little bit questionable. Waddle gets injured every single game. If either one of those guys go out, it's going to be toast for them. So give me Baltimore and give me the points, and um, and we'll have Dan just completely disagree with me here. I've never said Baltimore is a fraud a single time on this podcast or in our text thread. Then what's your pick? The Baltimore Ravens are frauds. <laughs> <laughs> Miami money line all day, every day here. Make that number one seed a week 18 clash. No one can rest. Get them worn out. But no, this is going to be two good football teams. I mean, Baltimore really showed out on Monday against the 49ers in a game that I think everyone expected to be a lot closer than what it was. I'll give it to the Ravens. They showed up for that game. I still don't believe. I think the Dolphins. <laughs> I think the Dolphins are the better team. Dave. Uh, well, Baltimore just beat the best team in football by like twenty-five. Or no, they came back. May I think it made it sixteen or something. Realistically, it was. 25. Either way, they were a touchdown dog, and they came out one outright on the road. I can pretty much, and I said it on the show last week. They're not fraud. Um, so maybe you'll learn, but this is the pick that I was not looking forward to when I saw the sheet. Um, I'm not going to ride Baltimore. I'm not, they're coming off a high. Uh, they're going back home. Everything's kind of in their favor. Uh, Miami's kind of banged up, but for some reason, three and a half feels like way too much here. Uh, if Miami can find any type of rhythm, on offense, they can definitely cover that spread or win the game outright. Um, maybe Baltimore got all their turnovers and, and interceptions out last week versus Purdy, and there's going to be nothing this week. But uh should be a good football game. Uh, I just like Miami. With, with it being over three points, I think it's a no-brainer. So give me Miami plus three and a half. I'm too far deep in this fraud game. I can't back out of it. Yeah, you can't. I'm all in on the fraud game. Next CBS Nooner, the 2-13 Panthers at the 8-7 Jags. The Jags are favored by 6.5. 
37 the total it's good to have the jags back on the card is it though yeah because both teams here do have scenarios (laughs) okay the panthers with a loss can clinch the number one pick for these chicago bears Mm -hmm. and jacksonville with a win clinches a playoff berth and the afc south title let me back up. They need to win and an Indian Houston loss to to clinch help, yeah. to clinch the title for the South. But it's in their hands. It's in their control to get the win here. And I think all Bears fans are going to be Carolina Panther fans this week to get that number one overall and see if they trade it again mm-hmm. for or what they're going to do. More than likely with their quarterback situation in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to this game. It has classic trap game written all over it, but Carolina hasn't shown me that they're worthy of a trap. They've got a couple wins on the season, yes, but they haven't put together a complete football game at all. This is one of those games that is a good bounce-back week for those Jaguars to me. And so give me Jacksonville minus 6.5. They're going to control their destiny in the playoffs. I, I... I think that they will squeak their way in, uh, but they're going to have to put a couple games together here to control that destiny. So Jacksonville minus six and a half for me, Dave. Yeah, I'm going to take the six and a half here too. Um, I am not comfortable with it. Trevor Lawrence has not looked good for the last two weeks. He's been hurt. Uh, they've put up six points and 12 points, I believe. And just absolutely got rocked. Um, his interceptions are up. Uh, like I said, he's hurt, so he's not been able to scramble quite as good. Uh, he lost Kirk, which isn't good. But they're playing the worst team in football who's coming off a 30-point performance. That's why I'm also a little shaky. Almost could have beat the Packers. Uh, but they're at home here. They're playing, like Dan said, it's in their hands to make the playoffs here potentially. They're kind of playing for some credibility and, and some you know what this team really is last year they showed it and this year they started to and things have went downhill so i think this is a big time statement win for the jags at home this week even if they're playing the worst team in football uh but i'd like to see them win by touchdown and kind of get back to the old fun jags we like watching dave we talked about it yesterday before we go to mike you just got to get in you got to get into the playoffs then anything can happen yep I mean, you're you're all pretty well level at that point. Get yourself in. Yeah. This is what the Jags have to do. Yes, they're not proud of who they've been the last three weeks. No. We're not in that locker room. We're not in with the team at all. But I can tell you in that locker room, they're not proud of what they've put together. But just get in. And you'll hear me say that a little later on as well. But, Mike, what are your thoughts on the Jaguars and Panthers? Bounce back. Bounce back. Goldilocks gets his uh, mojo back. Uh, they go They go into the last week of the season uh, with a little bit of momentum and then going into the playoffs. I'm with you guys. So, give me, give me Jacksonville minus 6.5. If they don't cover 6.5 this week, they got bigger problems than what I thought they did. And I already feel like their, their problems are creeping up a little bit. So, but mm-hmm. I think this is a bounce back in, in uh, Florida. Give me a, give me Jags uh, here. This next one noon on Fox has trap game written all over it. The three and 12 Cardinals at the 11 and four Eagles Philly favored by 10 and a half, 48 the total. The Eagles can win the NFC East with a win and a Cowboys loss. But guys, we saw it last week. Trap games all over the place. This one screams it to me. And this is going to be my surprise pick of the week. Arizona plus 10 and a half. I do think the Eagles will squeak this one out, but like the Jaguars, if you listen to New Heights today, they flat out, Jason Kelsey flat out said, they are not proud of the football that they are putting on the field. They've got to put it together. They have, they've squeaked by teams the past few weeks. This is one you would think that they could put it together on, especially at home. But 
I worry about this game. Arizona has challenged some very good teams this year, and they will play another one that will still have to put together a full plan. And if you're looking past this team, I would be a little worried. So Arizona plus 10 and a half for me. Mike, rebuttal on this one. Yeah, Eagles uh, need a breakout game here going into the playoffs. Um, They get it here. They win by double digits. This is a very frustrated team uh, on the edge of just deploding the entire season. Um, This is their bounce back. This is their, their chance for a bounce back. Is their chance to become relevant again in the NFC picture? So uh, I'm going to take those Eagles double digits. Um, I think they win by 14 to 17 here, um, and I think that they just continue to to pound the Cardinals just with um, the the frustration that's been going on over the last few weeks. All right, Dave. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm not very comfortable with it, but I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to ride with Dan, Arizona plus 10 and a half. The only thing that worries me is last week watching Arizona play the Bears. Uh, we got up 21 to zero, I think, in the middle of the second quarter. And our run game was working very well. And our offensive line is average at best. And they were making what Fields said was it looked like highways out there. And if we're able to do that, then what is the Eagles offensive line going to be able to do against their defensive front? Um, there's a lot for the Eagles here. I've defended them the last couple of weeks. I've all, I, I've said they're frauds, but I've taken them on the spread and they let me down, especially against the giants. Um, so I'm just going to use this as a prove me wrong game, you know, cover that spread and then I'll respect you again. Uh, but they'll win this game, but I'm thinking Arizona might keep it within the touchdown. Yeah. That giants Eagles game. Disgusting. We were here watching it, yeah. and it just in shock. I mean, I think we said on the podcast last week that's your time to take a nap. Yeah, uh, on Christmas Day. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, well covered at half and imploded in the second half to nearly lose the football game. Scary stuff there. <laughs> a team we have not talked about a lot this year that is sneakily risen in the standings the eight and seven rams at the five and ten giants this one also at noon on fox the rams are favored by four and a half 43 and a half the total guys the rams can get themselves into the playoffs this week with a win and a seattle loss or a win and a green bay minnesota tie either of those happen the rams are in as a wild card who said get yourself in Things will happen. Mm-hmm. Mike, I want to hear your thoughts on the Rams and Giants. I like the Rams. I think the Giants still suck. Uh, Danny DeVito's son is uh, god-awful. He got benched in the second half, and they put in <laughs> old man Tyrod Taylor. Um, yeah, the the Ra- I love the Rams. I love what they're about. I, I've always liked Matt Stafford. I felt like he got the short end of the stick in, in Detroit, kind of the same way that Barry got the short end of the stick. And now he's got multiple, multiple weapons. Um, I feel like they're flowing really well. Uh, Cooper and, and Nakua are doing really well with uh, kind of splitting up time between them and, and getting the receptions that the team needs. So uh, they're on fire, man. They're a team to look out for in the playoffs. Like you said, just get in, right, Dan, and get hot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, give me those Rams. I think that this is my uh, pick of the – Pick of the week, Rams minus four and a half. And I think it's very doable for them to get in this week. The Rams, or I'm sorry, Seattle has a pretty tough game as they will be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Um, on the other end, Seattle can clinch themselves a berth with a win and a Green Bay, Minnesota tie. We're not talking about that game this week, but scenarios for both of those teams. But with a loss, I, I, I'm definitely in favor of the Rams to clinch that spot this week. Those those Steelers are very sneaky this year, and that's going to be a tough matchup for Seattle. Um, I'm with you, Mike. Though Rams minus four and a half in this game. Uh, like I said, we haven't talked about them a lot this year, but it's a team that has just been. Pretty consistent. Yeah, their record, 8-7. and seven. They've played in a lot of close football games. Similar to what Minnesota did last year, except Minnesota won 
majority of their one score games rams little 50 50 on that of closing out some of them but they've put together good football and let's see them put together good football against the giants this week dave yeah this is my uh really fucked up pick of the week um the Rams are nine and five and one against the spread this year, uh, five and three at home, and uh, like you said, looking for a Seattle loss. Um, the Giants don't know who they are. They thought Devito was their guy for about three weeks, got benched last week. Tyrod Taylor comes in, almost wins the game. Uh, not saying it was on him, but uh, I'm kind of. Going back to that when Taylor played a couple games earlier in the year and they won like seven to three a couple times or something. I'm hoping maybe Taylor can move the ball a little better, get something going, keep Saquon hot. Maybe they can cover this four and a half, piss off the Rams a little bit. So my my weirdo play of the week is Giants plus four and a half because fuck it. I love it. What's our plan? I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, last thing I will say, the offensive threats on the Rams are so underrated. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know you got Cup, the the Puka kid, whatever, has been great all year, but was not expected maybe to be as good as he was. Uh, The running back, Kyron Williams, is unbelievable. A sneaky draft pick. And then they have that 2-2 Atwell kid. I don't know if he's healthy, but he's quick as shit. Uh, that team, if they do get in, they could be a sneaky little contender. Mike, doesn't that kind of sound like our plan as our fantasy football commissionerships of what's the plan for the year? I don't know. Just fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. The 11 and 4 49ers at the 4 and 11 Commanders. This one also at noon on Fox. What did I tell you guys? The noon slate is incredible. San Francisco, though, favored by 12 and a half, 49 and a half, the total here. San Francisco can clinch the number one seed in home field advantage throughout with a win plus a Detroit and Philadelphia loss. This very well goes to week 18 for the number one seed uh, in the NFC. But, guys, Riverboat Ron, he's gone. It's got to be that team is going to get imploded under new ownership this offseason. They have highly, highly underperformed in Washington. And this is a great bounce back game for the 49ers after their dog fight that did not go how anyone planned, I think, against Baltimore. Um, Give me the 49ers to come out really pissed off this week and just throat punch the commanders san francisco by 12 and a half plus i would probably say san francisco by 20 dave yeah i'm gonna take uh niners 12 and a half here i think the entire world is gonna be on it which kind of scares me um i did see the commanders unless it was a fake tweet they're starting jacoby Brissett this week benching sam howe i don't know if that's positive, but that's what I saw. Two tweets about it. Uh, that's why I was going to ask. I didn't know when they came back if it was him who came back, came in the game and, and won the game, or if Hal got hurt, or if it was a fake tweet. Either way, commanders don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, they snuck out a win, uh, but they're going to go play the best team in football, even though they got exposed last week. Not exposed, just Purdy had a bad game and. They just got in a hole, and it was too big. Uh, They're going to rebound here versus one of the worst secondaries in the league. Uh, Doesn't matter if Purdy's playing or if uh, Darnold's playing. I think they win by 20-plus, and and I think it's a a pretty easy play here. So look for Niners go big, and uh, I'm thinking maybe like 30 to 13 or 10. All right. Mike, does Eric Bieniemy become the next coach of the Washington Commanders after this game? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I don't. I haven't. I haven't watched the Commanders as closely as I probably should have this year, as far as just their offense in general. But um, I, I think he does. I think he deserves a chance for sure with Riverboat Ron leaving. 
Um, I, I think in this game, I'm with you guys. I think that the 49ers absolutely throttle the commanders. Uh, commanders aren't going to start Sam Howell. I noticed that he only played half the game last week. They're going to, they're going to go with Jacoby Brissett this week. Um, you know, kind of a RPO sort of quarterback, but I think that the 49ers, um, have a, a point to prove, uh, after that shellacking that they took by Baltimore. Um, and I think they come out and, and I'm just going to say Niners by a million here. Give me Niners on the points. I love it. I might for shits and giggles buy this game up to 20. <laughs> just to see what happens. Sure. Seven and eight Saints at the eight and seven Buccaneers. The Buccaneers can clinch the NFC South with a win. Baker Mayfield rebounding reviving his career down in tampa bay wow that's a another team we have not talked about a lot this year tampa bay is favored by 342 and a half division matchup here and these two play each other very close no matter who's under center and new orleans seems to have the advantage against them so just literally flipping a coin for me Give me New Orleans plus three in this game. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Uh, of all the noon games, probably not watching this one. But Mike? Yeah, I, I said on these games, these 50-50 games, that I'm just going to take the the points in it. So uh, New Orleans has had Tampa Bay's number for a long time. Um I hate New Orleans as a team. I really do. I think that they just continue to underperform every single year. Derek Carr just pulls his groin every game. Baker Mayfield's a... F- he's a fuck. But, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change I'm gonna change my bet. Just... You know what? Just... Yeah, we'll keep it. Let's, let's go... Let's go New Orleans with the points. It's a coin flip. It's in Tampa Bay. Um, and I, let's... Let's say it probably ends two to zero or something like that. Does the ref trip Baker to get the safety? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Dave. Uh, on my sheet here, I have Baker minus three for my pick. Uh, Baker is probably one of the hottest quarterbacks in football right now. The most underrated performing quarterback in football. His numbers are just as good as what the MVP numbers are this year. Um, not saying he's like dream franchise guy, uh, but there's talks of maybe trying to extend him in the next year. Um, he's just been playing good football. Went into Green Bay, scored over 30, perfect passer rating. Uh, last week, forgot who they played, had another solid game. Uh the Saints are 4-10 against the spread this year. I know that they have the Bucks number typically, but they're terrible. Derek Carr is terrible. They need to put Taysom Hill in at quarterback and do that. They're awful. He His pick last week, it was a high school-level interception. Like, just stared at the corner, just looking right at him. I can't trust this team. Bucks are 10-5 and five against the spread. They're hot. They're at home. I look for them to win by 10 here. Derek Carr has extreme testicular fortitude. He, <laughs> him and Zach Wilson in the same room would create a big heart on. <laughs> oh, Mike, this one, 335 on CBS. They broke our hearts last week. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys vent this one out. We were a little worried about it going in. Actually, we weren't that worried about it. I was ready to hear wheels on the bus play again at the end of the game. (laughs) The Chiefs lost to a Raiders team that did not complete a pass after the first quarter. The defense played incredible. The defense gave up six points. The offense for the Chiefs gave up 14 off turnovers. An ugly pick six that I think I could have picked off, and I'm way fat and out of shape. And a a bad handoff that resulted in a fumble scoop and score, and they scored two touchdowns in seven seconds on consecutive plays. It was painful to watch. Um, This is a hat and T-shirt game once again for the Chiefs. They can clinch the division with a win or a Vegas and Denver loss. 
but uh, it's not fun times right now in Kansas City. There, you can see the frustration on the offensive face. I, the helmet spike from Kelsey was incredible. That thing went into the fifteenth row. Um, but Mahomes, like you, cussing out the O line. Like, there's just a lot going on right now. And we talked about all year that they don't have weapons on the outside. And that was going to be the Achilles heel, and it's really rearing its ugly head. The drops and the turnovers are absolutely killing us. And we have a tough Bengals team coming into Arrowhead this week. The 8-7 and seven Bengals and the 9-6 and six Chiefs, and the Bengals play as tough. Kansas City's favored by 7, 44.5 the number. Before I get into my pick, Mike, what were your thoughts on last week's game and what it looks like ahead? Yeah, I mean, you, anyone could really argue that, hey, you know, that the Chiefs were looking past the Raiders. They've been completely dominated against them since 2020. Um, you know, so I, 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 I really give kudos to that defense um, and then the head coach. I mean, you can tell that head coach has really sparked the Raiders. I really like him a lot. I think he's, he's old school. Um, you can tell he's super passionate. It seems like one of those guys that, uh, maybe he hasn't gotten his shot yet, but it looks like he may. Um, so um, I really, I really liked what they did against the Chiefs. I feel like we came out flat, lackadaisical, and um, almost like hungover. Like it seemed like everyone on the field was hungover. Kelsey is obviously pissed off that he's getting double teamed and triple teamed every single time. That's got to be tough. Um, I think that Sky Moore is on the IR this week. Um, you got Tony who can't fucking catch a ball. Um, I mean, is, is Mc, do you know if McKinnon's back? Um, no, McKinnon was put on IR as well. Mm-hmm. McKinnon's on IR. Uh, Pacheco's probably not playing again because of the concussion, right? Uh, undetermined, yeah. Undetermined. Okay. Um, man, I don't like this game at all. I you would have asked me three weeks ago, I'd have been like, "This is a cakewalk." Um, but. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and support those boys and, and see, you know, if they can have a bounce back game. And um, I'm going to take the seven points at home. This is what should happen. Um, I think that that Kelsey and, and Mahomes really need to, you know, look, look at themselves in the mirror and 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 look at what they're doing, because Mahomes is just trying to play too much hero ball. You could tell he was completely winded uh, throughout the game just from running around. Um, but go ahead and give me the Chiefs minus seven. I look for a bounce back game, um, and then going into San Diego to crush them. And with a two two game uh, winning streak going into the playoffs, I think it bides well for our seating and some home field advantage to a certain extent. Um, so that's where I'm gonna go. Let's hope we don't go to San Diego. Let's hope we go to LA. Oh, yeah. Mikey. <laughs> Dave. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Um, I know you guys are the big fans. Um, it was just a flat-out fluke game. You know, I, I'm before I get into this, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus seven, looking for a bounce back. It's just taking a little longer than expected. I've kind of rode them for four weeks now, and, and it just hasn't worked out. Uh, doesn't mean they've lost all those games. They just haven't kind of busted out for that 30-point performance like I've been waiting for. But, uh, yeah, Kelsey's in his head. He's been getting double and tripled. So so what? Someone someone else has got to be open. Uh, not that he's being selfish or anything. It's just frustrating. He wants the ball. He's one of the best playmakers. Uh, definitely needs some help outside. Uh, but with that said, Mahomes kind of had his first horrible game of his career. I mean, I watched some film. Uh, every quarterback in the NFL misses throws every week. But he was missing reads that we're used to seeing him take. Uh, the pick six, obviously the corner must have knew something like that was coming on because he just sat on it. Uh, but he had the, he knew where he was throwing the ball before it came out. He, he had the tell. same pick last year on the same yeah. play, same formation. Because the dude over the top was dead wide open yeah. if he just held him another second. So uh, Mahomes kind of just had a bad game. Uh, the defense played fine. Defense is still the strong suit here. Uh, just – just waiting on something to happen with the offense. I'm not a fan of all these little trick plays. The the play that fumbled, you're down on your 17 or whatever, 15. It's like, why are we doing a shovel handoff to your quarterback on your own 15 early in the game? 
just do what you do best, try and get the run game going, open up the field, hit Kels or do something else. Uh, I don't know if that's a little bit of naggy. You said it's mostly Reed that calls the plays. Uh, it's just a little too much. So get back to the basics and get a good win over a team that's kind of had your number. Let's look at a positive. Travis Kelsey is 36 yards away from another 1,000 receiving yards. Mm -hmm. Will extend his record as a tight end for consecutive years with 1,000 receiving yards. That's incredible, especially when it's pretty clear that either he has lost a step or is – it's clear he's lost a step. We've watched him enough in person, Mike. Uh, But with being doubled and tripled all year – you know, he's going to hit that mark. He's going to get 36 more yards over the next two games. That That's incredible. I've been waiting to see Mahomes go scorched earth after some of the things he said in the media, um, some of the criticism that is rightfully given to the team so far this year, especially after what we've grown to expect. Uh, the road to hosting a six-straight AFC championship game is going to be very tough if not unlikely at this point. But we've talked about it earlier. You've got to get in. If you can win out, there's going to be some movement that could happen that's still very very plausible to get that two seed, and Baltimore will flame out at some point, and that's your opportunity to host that game. You go in as a three or four, um, that gets tough. Let's not look too far ahead, though, on this. With this one, though, I do think Kansas City is going to win the game. But what worries me here is we we still haven't found a way just to put our foot on a team's throat when we need to. Last week was the week to do that, and we looked past the game. I think that's a great way to look at it. It pains me to say this, so I'm going to go Cincinnati plus seven here and the under in this game just because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping for a Kansas City win, I think. All three of us are, but I think it's going to end up being a close football game. I will say it was one of the most surreal things to hear that crowd boo yeah. the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just lost his first game in the AFC West. Yeah. And yeah, he lost to Denver earlier. It's his first game in December. Okay. He was 17-0 and or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you knew that when, you, when he came to the Chiefs, you're obviously saying, hell yeah, he's our guy. And not saying it was just interesting. He got, obviously, it was terrible. Not saying they didn't deserve the booze. It was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, that crowd is you like your strong suit, and they fucking booed you guys. Yeah, there's a standard that has become to be expected. And yeah. we hear Reed and Patrick and Beach every year at the opening of training camp. Goal one, win the division. Yeah. Andy Reid wins another game this season. He'll have, I believe it's 20 10-plus wins seasons. It'll be the ninth in a row, I believe, of 10-plus yeah. wins. That's, that's an incredible standard that's been set. But with those expectations and that standard, when you come out like you did on Christmas Day, yeah. uh, that's going to be tough to watch. I mean, yeah. we've heard spurts that we've booed play calls and things like that mike but that was a pretty consistent booing we've we booed the refs a lot i'll tell you that <clears throat> fucking fucking carl I, well, like I've you said never... too like all you gotta do is sneak in i don't yeah. know if you already i know you said that about a game earlier it's yeah. like this Get team in. might just explode in the playoffs like yeah. you just don't know so yeah young team yeah, young team I've... I've never heard booing uh, to our players um, it, while I've been at Arrowhead. We've been a season ticket members for a couple, three, four years now, Danda. And I, I've i never heard that, but I'll be honest with you. I was sitting at home and I was booing myself because mm-hmm. I was like, this is trash football right here. And um, I think Dave's right. You get back to the basics. If we can just establish that run game. Uh, I think that it'll mean a world of difference. And I've been really impressed with what CEH has been kind of his grit the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's time to throw him back in the fire. He's playing for a contract somewhere else. Yeah. I didn't know if he'd be back this year. Yeah. All right. Let's get into Sunday night football. No playoff implications. Again, I'm shocked this game wasn't flexed out, but the seven and eight Packers at the seven and eight Vikings, Minnesota favored by one and a half. 46 and a half being the total 
don't know how Minnesota's favored here. I don't have a lot to say. I really have no interest in watching this game, even though I will. It literally means nothing to the football world. Green Bay plus one and a half for me because God knows what's going to be put on the field by the Minnesota Vikings. And I really hope Dan Campbell, after that game last week, went up and just farted right in that fucking Viking horn that I love to hear play on TV. (laughs) Dave, it's your Sunday night talk. I am caught off guard by your your, uh, confidence with the Packers. Jordan loves to play better towards the end of the year, but this is in Minnesota, a tough place to play. Uh, Minnesota almost beat Detroit last week with turning the ball over four times or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Jefferson is back. He's doing Jefferson things. His catch last week was unbelievable. I don't know why he hasn't been paid. He is the best player. Uh, him and Tyreek are the best wide receivers in the game. On No, no question. Um, I'm going to ride the Vikes minus one and a half here. I don't even know who's starting at quarterback. If they're going to ride Mullins or if they're going to throw that Jared Hall kid in, um, give me the Vikes uh, minus one and a half here. Division game at home. Going to bring a lot of pressure to Jordan love. I expect him to turn the ball over two times and, uh, they're going to beat, beat him. All right, that wraps up our 10-game slate. Let's go into our bets of the week. Hey, Dave, Dan, you want to... You skipped him again. Oh, I skipped Mike Two again. weeks That's in a okay. row, Mike. What it's the, all good. Hey, uh, not a lot to say on this game. I, I'm just going to take the under on this one. Uh, I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to start for the Vikings. I do agree with Dave's points. Um, they have a lot of offensive weapons down or up there in Minnesota. Hawkinson um jj and addison a really really tough group if they can get a quarterback um at some point they're going to be dangerous but yeah don't know who's going to win but just give me the under it's a prime time game and i'll take that under all day mike i apologize again this is the downside of being in person with someone i'm used to looking at the screen and i see both of you on there but i got locked into dave's wonderful eyes there (laughs) while he was talking about that football game i don't even remember what he said because i hate this game so much but mike i apologize there. mike did you know hawkinson tore his acl oh did he re- oh he sure shit did oh well yeah. no matter no matter what i didn't pick the vikes so but uh yeah good point i mean they're just ridden with injuries up there poor yeah. minnesota this year so yeah. but give me that under all right now let's get into our bets of the week dave what's your sicko teaser look like uh, I have my fourth winner this week. Last week I was pretty confident about uh my teaser, and I think it was my worst performing one this season. It was out early, uh, but I like this one. Couple sick sick bets in the middle. Uh, we're gonna start off with Miami plus ten and a half. I think that's a uh, a lot of points. Uh, Giants plus eleven and a half. Kind of a sick kind of one. Rams could kind of stomp them there. Uh, 49ers minus five and a half. I think that's pretty easy. Cardinals plus 17 and a half because the Eagles are fraud. And the last one, the sickest of all, Pats plus 20 and a half versus the Bills. Who the Pats beat, I think, earlier this year. That is true. That is true. Mike, what's your super soft Viagra needing (laughs) wet noodle pick of the week? Yeah, so I got five a five team spread here, but I have plus thirteen seventy six on this one. Oh uh, shit! Week. We're we're going we're going full. He's fledged. got a chub. Yeah, full fledged chub here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this is gonna be interesting at the end. You're, I, I don't know how y'all are gonna feel about this one, but this is how I feel about it. So we're gonna take the Eagles money line. That should be an easy one. Uh, we're gonna take the Jags money line at minus two eighty five. That should be an easy one. Um, we're going to take the 49ers uh, money line as well. Um, we're going to take the Rams minus five and a half. And then I'm going to take the uh, Bills money line, but give me plus 13 on the Patriots. So same game, two, two sort of game parlay within one. Bills money line, but Patriots to cover the 13. <laughs> he wants it right in the middle, baby. <laughs> that's, that's fucking sick. Let's go. How many edibles were eaten yeah. to come to that one? <laughs> I love it. If it hits, so I it love it. 
Man, the crazy parlay of the week does not seem so crazy after that one. I am at plus 1410, and let me tell you right now, the boy needs a win this year. If I don't get one here, it's probably going to be plus 400 odds next week. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go super soft whiskey dick bet of the week. Yeah. That's what I'll call it even. But give me the Bears money line, the Dolphins to win, the Cowboys to win, the Chargers to win, as well as the Eagles to win. The hell are the Chargers playing? I believe the Broncos. I think they're dogs too. Well, maybe not anymore. I, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I had it up on my phone here. It's no big deal. I was just no, curious. it is a big deal. It's a big deal to me. Mike, what do you think about Justin Herbert to Chicago next year? Hey, I mean, I don't know how well that does for him. I think if if Bill goes to to, uh, over to the Chargers, that might be a, a scenario. Yeah. I don't think Herbert and Bill are going to get along very well. They seem to have different political views, if you know what I mean. The Chargers do play the Broncos, who shut down Russ Wilson today. And plan to release him. Oh, yeah. Stidham, right? Yep. Yeah, Stidham's yep. good. He's good. I'm serious. Give me them Chargers. Good luck. Give me I them like Chargers. Play. I like that play. I like that play, Danda. I like that parlay, too, buddy. Let's go. All right, guys, week 17 in the books. We'll get together next week to talk about week 18, and uh, we're going to have to find time to do a special episode to recap our our win-loss totals that we did in week one. I don't know if we do that in in the playoffs or that bye week between the Super Bowl and uh, the AFC and NFC championship game. But, guys... It's been a pleasure, as always. Dave, it's been great to be with you the last two weeks back at home here, but uh, uh, we'll probably be back virtually next week. Yeah. So, Mike, any parting words? No, let's get a bounce back. Hey, every single one of us is still over 500 this, this year. The show's still over 500. Tough week last week, but, hey, that's the anomaly uh, this week. So let's bounce back, boys. Let's get it. Dave? Same thing. Let it go. Enjoy the college football playoffs, too. All right, boys. Have a great one. It's been fun, as always. This has been another edition of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. And we will talk to you all next week. (laughs) 